frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. I'm going to make him an offer, Gamble. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Don't you understand, George? It's because you were not born. Film church. Well, a, a boy's best friend is his mother. We don't know what the inner machinations of their mind are, or their heart. We don't know. But that's what we want to know when we go see a film. We don't want to just see life played out as it is. We want to see life as it is experienced within this soft machine, within this... Hello, and welcome to Film Church Radio, the podcast that treats cinema as a religion. It's Sunday, I'm Lewis. And I'm Brandon. And we are here to talk about movies. Each week, Brandon and I alternate picking a film for us both to watch and discuss. Today, I picked the film from 2019, um, The Souvenir, directed by Joanna Hogg. Uh, Brandon, hello. Happy Sunday, brother. What's up, dude? Not much, not much. You had a good week? It's been amazing. That's good to hear. That's good to hear. Um, before we jump into the the actual film, we do want to thank everyone who has been listening to the podcast and sending their love for the show. It truly means the world to us both, and we love hearing from everyone. Um, as we always say, you can find us on the social media platforms at Film Church Radio, where you can leave us a comment or, or send us a message about the show. Um, I think you should give us five stars and then just tell us your favorite actor of all time that'd be pretty cool i'd like to see those roll in um obviously who's, who's your ahead. favorite actor of all time <laughs> oh, you always ask these I questions know, yeah. for people and then i'm like wait a minute yeah uh not getting off that easy i'm gonna say jimmy stewart today i think nice yeah what about you uh marlon brando awesome yeah <laughs> Cool. I feel like we know each other a little bit better now. <laughs> um, like I said, with that five-star review, uh, we'd love for you to rate and review the show on whatever podcast service you're streaming on. They're on all of them, so go and find us. We're there. Do um, it. Yeah. Again, before we get into the film, we're going to talk about what we've been watching this week other than The Souvenir. So, Brandon, talk to me. What have you been watching this week? So, a couple of things. Well... Really, just mainly just TV again. Yeah. This week, um, I know you watched Kimmy, and we're going to talk about that in a second. That's but right. I did start watching uh, the After Party, which was suggested by Sarah's sister, and we've been watching that the past couple of nights, and it's really good. And I didn't realize it was like I've been seeing the like previews for it on Apple TV Plus. Yeah. Um. And I didn't realize until I started watching it that it's done by the the guys like we just talked about them a couple of weeks ago. The guys that did Twenty One Jump Street and oh, cool. Into the Spider Verse, uh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller. Yeah. Um, and so it's got a lot of their usual cast that they've had in some of their other things. Um, but basically, the premise of the show is well, well, first of all, there's like a Someone dies, and they think it's a murder. And each episode is told from the perspective of a different character. Yeah. And almost, like, done redone, like, a different genre. Like, it's a different genre. Yeah. So very, like, Rashomon. I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, which is cool. And then the opening, the whole opening title sequence is very, like, it's kind of like an ode to all the Hitchcock opening title sequences, yeah. which is cool. That's awesome. Um, 
So yeah, it's been really good so far. I've only watched two episodes, but oh cool. We yeah, yeah we've been watching it. We we like every week when it drops, we kind of oh okay get ready for it. So nice, it's really good. Yeah, I didn't know you were you were already watching it. So cool. Now yeah. we can talk about it. Yeah, dude, it stays. It's like the first two episodes are really good, and it carries on. I don't think like an episode's kind of let it down yet. Yeah, which I like a lot. So yeah, they do it really well. Yeah, the first one was like. No, I can't even remember. What was the first one? I'm trying to think it was of what like genre a, it would be. Yeah, it was like a more like a teen comedy, really. Yeah, wasn't it? It was like the karaoke and stuff like that. Well, the one girl does her. There, there's like a little split <laughs> yeah. version where she does like yeah. her like five minutes or whatever, and it's almost like a fashion black yeah. and white thing. Yeah. Um, but then the second episode is like Fast and the Furious. Yeah, for family. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, after party's good. I'm enjoying it a lot. I love like a well structured comedy. Yeah. Yeah, for sure, dude. The, I I always love comedies. I'm always looking for for good ones. Yeah. So. For sure. Um and Phil Lord and Chris Miller never disappoint. But yeah. yeah, so that's pretty much it for me right now. Yeah. Besides besides the movie we're about to talk about today. Nice. Well, before we talk about that one, let's talk about Kimmy. Because I yep. watched Kimmy um, after you had recommended it a few weeks ago. Um, and it's good, dude. Yeah, you liked it? Yeah, I did. I thought it was really fun. I heard a review of it, not from you, but from someone else before um, Before I watched it. And they were like, it's, it's just a really good genre movie. Yeah, exactly. Like, it just goes all in on this kind of like... Um, I don't know what you'd call it. Home Alone. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I like that. I I like that they're not trying to do anything fresh. It's like it knows exactly what it is. Yeah. And like, yeah. And and Steven Soderbergh obviously knows what he was doing. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, we both just watched Blowout recently, which it's got a lot of Blowout vibes. It's got a lot of like the, I don't, have you ever seen The Conversation? Yes, I saw it yeah. a long time ago. Yeah. yeah, so it's a lot, of, a lot of that mixed with like Rear Window, Hitchcock. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's and then it does it does it's modernized, so it does its own thing. And the the inter- the other interesting thing about it is its acknowledgement of like COVID, because I don't think that I had, I've seen a movie that takes place in this era yet until I've yeah. seen this. I know there's been a few movies, but I haven't, like, none of them have been, like, interesting enough for me to seek, want to seek them out or whatever. Yeah. And I didn't know that this, this movie was going to have anything to do with COVID. I mean, it's not, COVID is not what this movie is about. And and if, you know, for most people, I, I feel like anything that having to do with COVID would just annoy them in a film, yeah. you know, because yeah. we don't want to be doing this or dealing with it. Yeah. But the movie doesn't focus on it. It's not yeah. really it's not the movie can still be enjoyed you know what i mean exactly it's, yeah. yeah so and it doesn't lean any certain way politically or anything like that so yeah um but yeah it was i had a like it was a real fun movie yeah you know what I mean? it is yeah yeah and like you said it's just a really tight 90 minutes it kind of gets right into the story pretty much within the first 10 minutes you know the characters and then it just takes off it's really good yeah I kind of want to talk about the ending a little bit. Like, yeah. I think we could could talk about it spoiler wise. I think so. 
Okay, so if you haven't seen Kimmy, it's on HBO Max. Go check it out. We're going to spoil the ending right here and right now. Yeah. Um, I love the ending because it... it well, first of all, there's there's a guy that's been watching her, and yeah. you know, and through the window you see him every once in a while, and you see him a couple of times. And I was like, "Who is that guy? He looks familiar." And then I was like, "Oh, that's Buzz, uh, Buzz, yeah, yeah, from Home Alone." That's right. And which I thought was funny, um, but I didn't make any connections until <laughs> yeah. you know they're in the apartment together with the villains, yeah. and then once she tells Kimmy the smart home speaker to start doing stuff and like turn off the lights and like lock this door and like do this. I was like, ah, okay. Home alone. Here we go. Like she's using like her home to like trap these guys and kill them. (laughs) And his character's name was Kevin. I know that made me bust out laughing. Yeah, I was like, I don't know if that was like too on the nose or not, but it was like, it was, it was like this weird, funny, fan service that like i didn't know i wanted yeah you know what i mean they just did like a home alone remake which i didn't watch but i know that guy that actor is in it yeah oh really yeah he has like a a cameo or something i think okay so i'm pretty sure interesting i'm pretty sure i mean probably i'm pretty sure i saw him in the trailer but yeah yeah um anyway it was it was fun yeah we had a good time with it sweet we watched it pretty much like a day or two after The Kingsman. Yeah. So, yeah, I think I enjoyed it a lot more because of that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, because it's like, it's not, I mean, it's a very well-made movie. It's yeah. not like, you know, trying to be prestigious in any way, I guess, but it's, it's um, like, it's it would be like a fun, like, summer movie. Like, it yeah. could compete as a summer movie, I think. Yeah. You know, for in sure. a theater. Like that's the thing is it's it's we were talking about last week or a couple of weeks ago about how it's hard to know what what which of these movies would have been in a theater or not. You yeah. know? And I don't yeah. think Kimmy's playing anywhere, as far as I know. I don't think so either. It seems to just be HBO Max kind of limited release. So Yeah. But I mean I feel like it could have yeah, it could have been one of those summer movies that, like, you're like, oh, what's the, like? I've already seen all the big movies. Like, what is this? Yeah, Let's go exactly. see this. You know, came and then been like a sleeper hit or something. Like, yeah, it came out like same week as like a big blockbuster, but still does pretty good business. Yeah, know. yeah, and yeah. then just word of mouth. Like, it's one of those movies that would have been word of mouth. Everybody would have been saying, oh, you should go see this. Or like Friday, like maybe during the week it's slow, yeah. but every Friday night it would just hit hard or something, yeah. you know, because people yeah. needed something else to go see and then people just really enjoy it, you know? Yeah, exactly. But no, I agree with you there. Yeah. What else? What else have you been watching? So we actually managed to get to the cinema. Um, so we went to see Uncharted. Um, nice. Yeah. I mean, Tom Holland's very good, you know? Yeah. Um, plays Nathan Drake, who is um, kind of like an Indiana Jones type treasure hunter, I guess. Yeah. Um, based on the PlayStation game, and I've played a few of them, and never been like a massive fan. You know, never yeah. kind of diehard. So maybe that's why I enjoyed it as much as I did. Um, but it's Tom Holland, Mark Wahlberg. The you know chemistry together on screen is really good. They kind of like bounce off each other pretty well. Yeah. The set pieces are ridiculous. 
but entertaining. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's kind of um, you know, it's what you'd want from that kind of movie. It's like a perfect popcorn movie. Yeah, we went, we just you know relaxed, enjoyed it. Reminded me a lot of Aquaman. You know, if you okay. don't think too much about it, it's really fun. Yeah, because it's just it's just mental. Yeah. Um. So we had a good time with that. I think it's getting a lot of like hate, maybe from people that love the video game. Yeah, um, they're like, this isn't accurate. Yeah, exactly. I don't. I didn't get that. I I really enjoyed it. It was a fun story. Um. And then I watched the worst person in the world. So I think it's been nominated for the foreign language um, Academy Award. Okay. So another one checked off the list, and I loved it. Yeah. It was. It's kind of like. It's like a rom-com, but not, I guess. Yeah. It's just done really well. It's funny. It's like poignant. It's just shot really nice. It's it's a really good film. Sweet. Yeah. I can't wait to watch it again. Yeah. Um, I'm going to have to watch it and a bunch of other stuff before our I know. Oscar prediction special coming in a couple of weeks. This is it. I just keep trying to like get through them, but yeah. it's, it's hard because every time you do, you're like, Oh my god, there's like twelve more I haven't seen. So. <laughs> yeah, I feel that. Well, cool. Now that we've talked about what we've seen this week, let's move on to the film that we'll be talking about, um, which is again 2019's The Souvenir, directed by Joanna Hogg. Um, and the IMDb summary um is a young film student in the early eighties becomes romantically involved with a complicated and untrustworthy man. Um and part of the reason I wanted you to see it really, Brandon was the first few words, the young film student. Yeah. You know, every time there's a young film student, I'm like, I want Brandon to see this film. Brandon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so I had seen it before. Like I said, I'd seen it in 2019, um, and I wasn't totally impressed by it. I did enjoy it. I wasn't like, wow, that's yeah. amazing. Um, so what were your initial views? So just off the bat, like, as far as like finishing the film and everything, like I thought it was incredible. Like I, I yes. love this movie. Awesome. Like it was, it's one of the most beautiful movies that I've ever seen. I think. Yay. Um, yeah. Uh, I liked it a lot and it was, it was such a good experience watching it too. Cause it just, I don't, it, it's so real. You yeah. know what I mean? Like right off the bat, um, it was, you know, like you said, it's about this young film student. But I didn't like. I went into it totally kind yeah, of blind. cold. Yeah. Like I didn't know anything about it. I didn't even realize. I think until like an hour into the movie that it was set in the eighties. Yeah, because <laughs> I was just like, because one like one of the first scenes that she's in, she has this uh, like vintage Olympus thirty five millimeter stills camera that she's taking pictures with at this party. And I was like, oh, cool. She's she's into like vintage film photography. Yeah. But that was just like normal film the photography camp, back yeah. then. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then uh, and then she pulls out this uh, like Ariflex 16 millimeter camera and is shooting some stuff. And I was like, oh, she's really into vintage like film. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not realizing, oh, this is like the modern camera of her time. Yeah. Um, and like the exact exactly the kind of cameras that a film student would would have been using back then yeah um so yeah just off the bat i was like i was really into the whole vibe as far as it's just very um 
you know, it's not trying too hard to be anything. You know yeah. what I mean? It's just very like look in the life of of this you know young girl trying to figure out her way and what it is she's trying to do, um, and feeling kind of lost. Yeah, and and unsure. They're like one of the first scenes is still at this party, and she's describing to um, this character who ends up becoming her boyfriend. Um, she's she's kind of describing to him her film idea, yeah, and and the way that she's like describing it, I just found so relatable right off the bat. I and so. Um, I don't know. I just felt like this movie was made for me, but it, yeah. it's a movie that's made for young filmmakers. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's a, it's something that it, anybody that's like tried to be a storyteller or tried to be an artist, I think, would relate to this movie because she's really having trouble. Like you can tell she's passionate about what it is that she wants to make, but yeah. she doesn't know how to express it. Like she's having trouble finding the words. Like she keeps coming back to saying like, and I just found it really interesting. And, you know, yeah. and then she'll say something else and, she, you know, that she's like, I like this and that. And I just found that really interesting. Like she's, she doesn't know. Yeah. She just seems very lost in her words, I guess. You know what I mean? And yeah. Yeah. So, and that's like within the first five minutes of the movie, like all that stuff happens in the first five minutes, like the yeah. cameras, the conversation. And I was like, right off the bat, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm really into this. And then it keeps it keeps going and like Tilda Swinton makes a um, appearance right off the bat and she plays the mother. Um, very Aunt May vibes. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> um, but she's not in it a ton, which no. I liked. Um, yeah. And like you told me before the movie, before I watched the movie that um, the main actress is her daughter, is her real life yeah. daughter. And this is like her first performance so i was also kind of you know paying attention to that um and uh yeah it just it's just so good all the way through good yeah i mean this time i think the thing i remember the most is the ending from like when i watched it before but this time knowing what happens it's i don't it changed it was so much more beautiful and like yeah it was a true representation of memories. You know, yeah. that like like you said, everything is kind of very I don't know, it doesn't hang around too long. You know, they like for example, they go on holiday to Venice and that mm-hmm. it lasts all of what, three minutes? They yeah. kind of get there and then there's like a little um upset in the hotel room. Um but yeah, it's just a beautiful story about memories. Yeah, the the character, I guess it's Anthony, played yeah. by uh, Tom Burke. Tom mm-hmm. Burke. He, you know, he becomes her like boyfriend. Yeah, and um, I guess it it all happens pretty quickly. Like it. Yeah. It's an interesting pace in the movie. Like it feels like when you're watching it, it feels slow. I yeah. guess, but you're not not slow as in a bad way. Yeah. But like going back, like I was looking for quotes and stuff, you know, just before the show and going back and like looking at the time codes, you know, as I was clicking through, everything happens fast. Like yeah. you said, it's very quickly, but the tone, like the vibe of it is kind of very, um, 
very kind of slow. It's not like, you know, a big action movie. Like there's not a not necessarily a lot of like plotty things going on, yeah. I guess, is what I mean by that. Like it's not you know, you're just there to watch it. You're not like she doesn't have like a your normal crisis at the beginning of the movie where she's like I've got to go on this mission now and this yeah. journey, you know, it's it's very like I said, the movie feels real. Like it just feels yeah. like real life. And this character that Tom Burke plays, I mean, everybody in the movie feels like a real person, but particularly yeah. he felt like that was the, that was a real person. Like I did yeah. not, not once ever think about him as an actor until I consciously was like, wait a minute, this is an actor. Yeah. Holy shit. Like he's good. His performance is phenomenal. Yeah. Like, it's and, incredible. And it's funny because, like, I, you know, in the beginning of the movie, he's kind of a, a bit of a dope, I guess. Like, the way that he talks, like, he's, he's very, you know, speaks very low yeah. and not, not necessarily mumbling, but just kind of like super chill. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, so there's lots of signs like he you end up finding out he's doing heroin. There's there's lots of signs like the way that he talks and then like he's you he she finds like a needle mark on his arm and she's like what happened and she thinks it was an accident yeah. and and I bought into all that. Like yeah, me I didn't too. like as I didn't think about him being on drugs or even like smoking yeah. weed or anything like that until you know, they're having this dinner party and one of his friends is like, so what's going on here? Like he's a habitual heroin addict and you're Yeah, you not. don't seem like the type, yeah. Yeah, and I was like, like that was a big plot, not necessarily a plot moment, but the a big part of the moment, a big part of the movie that I didn't expect, I yeah. guess, you know, that would have been, you know, in your Hollywood movie would have been like in the first 10 minutes yeah. You know, to, to hook you or whatever. But this movie yeah. doesn't need like a hook. Like that's no. not what it is. You know what I mean? You're either going to watch it or not. Yeah. And yeah. And, and so his character, like I, you know, obviously this is a movie about women, uh, a woman and it's directed by a woman. So sorry that I'm talking about the <laughs> male in the movie yeah. so much uh, right <laughs> off the bat. I, I do want to talk about the other characters, but uh, I'm, the reason I'm talking about him so much is because I didn't like him in the movie. Like I didn't like the character. Like I, yeah. the whole time I was like, who is this guy? He's taking advantage of her. He's like, yeah. he's, he's a loser. He's, you know, all these, he's annoying. He's, yeah. then you find out he like steals from her, you know, yeah, which, oh which yeah. you find out, you find out that he's like a heroin addict and then you, and then there's like a robbery and I'm like, he had something to do with it. Like yeah. it was like a drug dealer or something, you know, all these things going in my mind. And then, like I said, I, so I didn't like the character and knowing, knowing ahead of time that there was going to be a part two in this movie, like towards the end, I, like I had this thought of like, I hope he's not in the second one. Yeah. But then by the end of it, I was like, you know, spoilers, he dies. Yeah. I was like, you know, I didn't want him to die, you no. know, I didn't, you know, and I, and honestly thinking back on it now, I wouldn't mind him being in the second one, yeah. you know what I mean? Because he is, he was really good. Like, like I said, like I was annoyed with his character up into yeah. a point. There's a point. Yeah. I can't remember what the scene is exactly, but the shots like 
pretty centered on his face. It's kind of like a medium shot. You know, you can see the shoulders and the yeah. top of the head. He's like in the center of the camera, and it's cutting back and forth between him yeah. and um, Julie is the character, right? And I can't remember what the conversation it is that they're having, but it was in that moment that I I started to really feel for these. I was just so wrapped into these characters. Yeah. like They all felt like real people. Like I was yeah. actually watching a, a real-life story. And and then, I guess because maybe I was getting, you know, emotional, I kind of took myself out a bit, a little bit, and was like, "Wait a minute, this is a movie." And yeah. then I was like, "Wait a minute, these are actors." And then, yeah. and then I was like, "That's where I had this turnaround where I was like, wait a minute, this guy is really good at making me not like him.' Yeah, he's a really I, good actor. Yeah, you know? I, th- I think that's where the like the mastery of this film lies is because Julie. Like we see everything from Julie's point of view, yeah. And like, like he is like a character that's annoying, like not annoying, but he's very um, loathsome in a way. Like you get to that point where you're like, I like, what is she doing? Like you need to get yeah. away from this guy. But there's also those moments of like real vulnerability, and the scene I think about is when they're in bed pretty early on, and he's like, "Look at all the space you've got over there." Like I'm literally about to fall off the bed, and the way that he talks. It's so easy to kind of you can see the attraction to like yeah to him because he's so you know he's nice and funny and kind of speaks well I guess and um, he's and also it, like a, sorry not to interrupt you but he's yeah. also a character that knows himself like yeah. he's a person in the movie he's a person who knows himself whereas she's like someone who's like still trying to figure herself out so yeah. that's probably some of the attraction as well it's like he knows who he is yeah and then. Agreed. And then the scene that you were talking about is after he comes back from like trying to get clean and like they, they see him together and he says something on the lines of like, you don't need to keep checking to make sure I'm okay. Like that's what like is the close up to make sure that he's kind of not high or whatever. Yeah. Um, And then the scene after that is him like with full withdrawals in the apartment at night, Yeah. like writhing around on the floor and like, that was the moment that was like Tom Burke is phenomenal. Yeah. Cause that it was like scary and shocking, but also like you really felt for him, you know? Yeah. Like drugs are awful. Yeah. Like especially heroin and stuff like that. Um, but to get to that point of like trying to get out of it, you can see he wants to, but it's just so tough. You know, it's, yeah. it does a really good job of kind of, cause then after that, we don't really see him much more. You know, he's in yeah. maybe one or two more scenes. But I think that w- wins us back round. So when you do find out that he dies, yeah, it does hit like a sucker punch, you know, because you're back rooting for him again. You're back rooting for this couple. Yeah, yeah. You know? So it does a really good job of kind of like, I don't know, bringing it all back together. Because like you said, after the robbery, it could be so easy to be like, this character is unredeemable. Like he's just using her. Like he doesn't have any feelings for her, but you can tell that he actually does. Yeah. And that's what's heartbreaking. Yeah. And I mean, and like you said, the perspective is from, you know, Julie's character. So you don't, you don't really know anything about his life. Like, you know, that she's a bit of a privileged person. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, she comes from a family with wealth and stuff and you see her ask her parents for money a few times. Yeah. But, um, you know, like a lot of times with people with, 
drug addiction, you know, they they sometimes go to it because because of trauma, you know, past yeah. trauma. We don't know anything about his past life. We don't know how he got into it, you know. Yeah. He could be a genuinely good person that, you know, fell into this. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it is it is very heartbreaking. Um, yeah. And at the end, I don't know. I'm really, I, I, I can't wait to watch the second one. I'm really interested to see where it's going to go. Yeah. And yeah. obviously it's getting good reviews, which I'm, I'm happy about. Um, but I'm, I'm, you know, <laughs> after this movie was over, I was sitting there thinking like, man, where's this movie been in my life for the last three years? Like I've been, this is so good. And I mean, it, it did win, uh, the grand jury prize at Sundance in 2019. I read, yeah. um, you know, and a few other awards and stuff, but like, I haven't really heard much about this movie. I did. I did come across a podcast one time with, I think it was Joanna Hogg and Martin Scorsese. I don't think I listened yeah. to the whole episode, but, um, yeah, I didn't take the time to look up the movie and stuff that they were talking about, but, uh, yeah, I guess he was an executive producer on this, which is awesome. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's Tom, Tom Burke's character, Anthony. I mean, there's a point where they're talking about films and he's like, I really like the films of Powell and Pressburger. And I know that Scorsese loves Powell and Pressburger. Oh, okay. So I can't help but think that that's like a nod to him, yeah. you know, yeah. to like, I don't know, to his assistance a little bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, like I said, when I first watched it, it wasn't immediate. But like I said last week, I have not stopped thinking about this film yeah. for three years, you know. Yeah. And the point that when they, you know, I've been eagerly awaiting part two. So I think it speaks volumes about it and... I mean, Honest Winton yeah. Burn is just f- amazing. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah, she's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and this was the fir- her first thing? like. I mean, she had played, I think she had played a younger version of Tilda Swinton in a film when she was like 10. Okay. But like yeah. really briefly, I think I read earlier. So this is her first like full starring role. Yeah. I would assume that she's been in acting school and... And maybe doing plays and stuff. Uh, maybe. You know, I don't yeah. know. But, I mean, her mother's a great actress, so I'm sure she's, you know, trained with her and stuff. But, yeah, yeah. she's incredible in the movie. And, like, her the story of her character, I mean, she kind of gets what she wanted. You know? Yeah. I would, Like, I just rewatching the beginning of it. She's talking about death and this character that she's trying to write, yeah. you know, but being worried that his mother is going to die and then by the end she dies, you know, the thing that yeah. he doesn't want to happen happens. And throughout the movie, she's like trying to figure out how to relate to her stories in her personal life. And as soon as he dies, she sits down and just starts writing. Yeah. Like they have that scene, you know? Yeah. Which is, you know, obviously you don't want tragedy in your life, but it just, it's, a lot of times what happens to artists, you know, they turn their tragedies into art, you know? I mean, yeah, it reminds me of when she is in a class in film school and she's like pitching her idea about like working class. She says from Sunderland, which is notorious for being, um, you know, like there was, I think a mine in town. So it's very, um, like middle-class hardworking, you know, um, kind of place. Um, 
and the the film tutor or whoever whoever it is says like maybe you should write about something that you know like maybe this isn't the story for you to tell yeah um and then it turns out at the end that like he's bang on maybe you should write about something that you know and this is like she knows this incredibly well um because it was based on Joanna Joanna Hogg's real life experience. Yeah. So all this kind of stuff that happens, like there's no secret to why it works so well and why these memories are. I'm going to keep calling them memories because that's what it just reminds me of. Yeah. Um, are so well put together because that's what it is. It is someone like showing you their memories. You know, yeah. the good and the bad. Yeah, which is which made a lot of sense to me. I didn't read that until after I finished the movie, but yeah, that makes. A lot more sense because, like I said, like if it feels real, so yeah, you know, obviously it's it's being done from a real place, and um, Joanna Hogg and Tilda Swinton knew each other since they were kids, I guess, and yeah. did, you know, were in film school together, right? Yeah. Um. So you know, she had another perspective, you know, on her on her story. Exactly, and I th- yeah, and I think Tilda Swinton is just so good in this. Like, yeah. she's not in it for very much, um, but she's such a chameleon. She's so whatever role she plays, she fully becomes that character. You know, like if she's she looks unlike any anyone else she's played before, but she's so believable. Like, yeah, she insane. really is. Yeah. yeah, and the scene where she comes down the stairs to tell Julie the news and like it holds it for a second you're like oh god what's she gonna say and she literally just says the worst but we we stay on her and julie's like in the foreground kind of crying but it's not focused like it's it's such a good tact like choice for yeah. that scene you know because yeah, it's like how would you tell someone exactly the yeah, worst can... the worst news that you are ever gonna have to tell someone in their lives like and especially your, your own daughter yeah you know, having to watch them process this is is so heartbreaking. You can just tell that she's trying to find the words that are gonna yeah. be the easiest blow. You know, yeah. And then there's the scene just after that where um, Julie wakes up and she's next to her in bed and she's like crying because she's obviously staying strong for Julie. You know, yeah. like just support. Ugh. And it's just I don't know. It's just something about it is just so masterfully done. Yeah, you know, everything just works really well, and you just these characters are just alive like you say it's just it's the most incredible portrait like ensemble i've ever seen yeah there was something about uh tilda swinton's character that i wrote down in my notes as i was watching it and i wrote motherly mother all mothering yeah i mean exactly yeah i (laughs) which i think (laughs) the scene that reminds me of that is when before they find out the news and she's talking her into bed and she's like, do you want bunny? Do you want, like, and she's, like, giving all those, like, cuddly toys. Oh, yeah. Those plushes that, like, yeah. they've been messing around with earlier. And it, it is such, like, a a motherly thing to do. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah, I mean, it's so good. Yeah. Both of them are, are really good. Like, yeah. Um, yeah, they, they like, every, every character steals the movie anytime yeah. they're, they're in a shot. They yeah. just steal. They steal it, you know. And it just. You mean? I mean, there is. I mean, I guess you could say there is a plot, but like, there's not. Not really. 
you no. know, which is nice. You know, it's yeah. just like you just want to spend more time with these characters, which is why I'm I'm glad that there is a part two and yeah, that it exactly. is, is being received well because I'm yeah. like, it would just suck so much if part two was like, no. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, let it down, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, which you haven't watched part two yet, right? Not yet. Sweet. I know. Um, <laughs> like I said, I have been like chomping like chomping at the bit to watch this film. Yeah. Part two. I've been talking about it constantly. Um and it is just come to like streaming over here. Yeah. To buy. So I like, you know, you just couldn't find it anywhere. I was looking everywhere in the A twenty four did like a you could watch part one and part two in their like screening room where they stream it online. Yeah. Um, but it was like, you know, eight o'clock on a Tuesday night and you uh, only had five hours to watch them. And I was like, I'm just not going to be able to do it. You know, I'm not going to be able to truly watch this film that I want to watch. I'll be, you know, half asleep. So yeah, I haven't had the chance, but yeah, I can't wait. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's not on Criterion, is it, or anything? See, I mean, I think they may do like do you know the Before trilogy? Uh huh. I think they, they may, may do, do something like that because yeah. I know that Joanna Hogg was at the. She might have done like a Criterion closet pick, yeah, and that's okay. normally like a good indication that they're doing they're, something. Yeah, they're in the office that would make, or something. Yeah. I w- I would be surprised if this wasn't added to the collection. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just um, a lovely like two disc set, you know. Yeah, I'm about it. it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Me too. You know. Um, um, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I'm trying to think if there's anything other other like scenes in the movie that stood out to me. Like when she when she first tells Anthony to leave, yeah. like that was heartbreaking. Like her performance was really good. Just like that image of her like crying and telling him to go. Yeah. Was incredible. Um, there's like a shot, I think maybe right after that, or so, I can't remember where it's placed. The movie is like all over the place in my mind right now. But there's like a shot where she is just standing there thinking, and she's, you can see her in a, a mirror, but it's like a split, like the mirror is split. So, yeah. but, and it's like lined up in the middle of her face. So you can see like, oh, it's just a really good shot. You can see that yeah. she's like torn, I yeah. guess. And then she kind of steps out of that, that spot. Um, yeah, just, it was a very beautifully shot film. And like the music was really interesting, interestingly placed throughout the film. Yeah. Like it was, um, there's not a ton of music. Like most of the scenes, uh, you know, with dialogue don't have any music. And then there'll be like these cut scenes where the music will kick in. Yeah. And like, not really montage but almost montage you know? Yeah. I don't think they ever do a full-on montage or anything. No. Um, it's just like the passing of time outside. It's never really like the ca- like montage of characters. It's more just like... We see Christmas lights, so you get an idea of the time of year and stuff like that. Yeah. But yeah, I think like what you said about earlier about the mirror, I think the mirror in the in the um like living room is such an important tool. 
she uses it really well to like to flip you know there's we get a, like the scene with the um with the other couple at dinner one of them played by Richard Ayoade, who I really love. He's in an English sitcom called The IT Crowd, which is just hilarious. Okay, um, yeah, I've seen some episodes of that. Yeah. Um, so it starts off and it's kind of like we see them and he's talking about like making films and kind of what film school doesn't teach you and all that kind of stuff um, yeah. very pretentiously. And then when he starts talking about drugs, you realize that that was filmed from the reflection of the mirror. So when it comes back, they're like, switched the light in different positions yeah and it's really like jarring for a second you kind of like oh like wait what what angle is this you know where where have these characters been um but it's just another tactic to put us in julie's shoes you know she's completely blindsided by this uh, revelation yeah that anthony's you know a heroin user yeah yeah the filmmaking is top-notch yeah. Like, I already want to watch this again. Yeah. Just to study it, you know? And you can tell it was such a passion project. Yeah. Like, they really took their time with it. Um, I was reading one of the trivia notes where they, um, everybody got a script except for Honor Swinton. Is it Byrne? I would, I would say Byrne. Yeah. Yeah. The, the main actress. Um, she didn't get a script, but she got diaries, like Joanna Hahn's yeah. diaries and stuff. And like the other characters in the scene were told to just go with it, kind of thing. Go with, yeah, yeah. improvise and go with her, you know? Yeah. Which is inc- like, I'm just like, wow, what a way to do it. Yeah. Like it came out so well. Yeah. And you can see that. I think there's certain points in the film where that's evident, but not in a bad way. Like when her and Anthony are at dinner and he's talking about his ex-girlfriends and she's just like, ugh. You know, because she just can't, the character can't think of anything to say. It's not like a, you yeah. know, it's not like I've got a witty comeback ready for whenever you're, you know, you finish talking as most yeah. similar is. It's just so, it's that frustrated, like, I can't say anything that's going to justify it. I can only kind of make a, you know, a guttural sound at you. Yeah, yeah, that brings up a good point because I there were so many points in this movie where I was just like, "How do you write dialogue like this? Like, yeah. how how do you think of this?" Yeah, you know. And obviously, she had diaries and stuff, so I'm sure she was able to kind of recreate things a little bit. But then, you know, let the actors kind of improvise and become the characters to some degree, yeah. and just go with it. Yeah, because it just like that that adds to the realism. Exactly. Yeah, it's. These char- I think that's another thing why these characters feel so lived in because they never say anything that we wouldn't say. Yeah. If that makes sense, it's not like, you know, you don't get, a, like I said, 20 minutes sparring of like who can do the best singer because that just doesn't happen in real life. In real life, people do leave you kind of like dumbfounded. Yeah. You know, and all you can, like, especially when the random guy comes down the stairs and all you can say is like, get out, like, please get out. Like yeah. she looks terrified and it's not one of those, like, who are you? You know, it's like, you need to leave this house straight away. Cause I'm terrified. Yeah. That scene, that scene dude was like, that just added to that, that hatred, not hatred, but like that, you know, wanting her character to get away from 
yeah. the Anthony character and just get out of that relationship because yeah, when that scene happens, it's I, it's terrifying. Yeah, it it's is. Like, oh my god. Yeah, who is this guy? And why? What is he doing? Yeah, you know. Um, and it and then there's that touch of comedy where he's like, "I forgot my coat." <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I even laughed at that. I was just like, still terrified. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean the, the the fact that she improvised it is still mind blowing. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's hard know? to. It's hard to believe. I want to watch some behind the scenes stuff on this too. Yeah. So just to see some of that process, you know? Yeah, exactly. How I, I put this down in our notes, but how long do you think this film takes place over? Like what's the time frame? Because there was twice that we cut to like Christmas lights. And I was like, is it supposed to have been like a year? Like this relationship must have been at least a year, right? Like if not more. Yeah, I mean, I would say it's under two years. Yeah. But uh, but she also, she like turns 25 in the movie. Yeah. yeah. They have like a birthday party. So that kind of made me wonder like, okay, what, where is she, like, did it take her a long time to decide to go to film school? Because in the beginning, she's yeah. not sure about it. And then she ends up applying and going. Yeah. Uh. And she's, you know, working on this project, and then at the end of it, she's, like, finishing it. So, yeah, I would say probably, like, under two years. But, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if somebody was like, this takes place over five years. I would be a little surprised, but yeah. I'd be like, okay, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense, yeah. Yeah. Because the characters uh, do feel, you know, very, they, they know each other so well, you know. Yeah. Um, especially towards the point, and yeah. It, yeah, it's got to be a couple of years. Yeah. I think. It just threw me off that it seemed to be the same kind of film that she was making. But I don't know, like in film school, whether you do have that overarching, you know, film for a few years that you're working on in between things. I don't know. Yeah. But the but like I said, the film, I'd have to rewatch it. You know, the film school doesn't come in until later. Yeah. And yeah, who knows? I mean, they do... Like they do whatever they want in film school. Yeah. Like some some classes might be like, you know, you have your cinematography one one semester and cinematography two, and like, you know, you could be you you could have a project that you're working on um, that's not finished by the time yeah. you know the first class, the part one is finished, and you you're like, I need. I need to like that. Like the professor might make you show what you have so far, but then yeah. let you finish it in the next semester or whatever. So, okay, that makes you know, sense. Yeah, who knows? Yeah, okay, yeah. Because that was the one bit that I was like, I'm not sure whether it's been you know a few weeks or whether it's been a year. You know, I don't know of the of the time frame here. Um, yeah, but I'm sure on my next watch, I'll get it down. Yeah, um, and you I really just want do a to... quick Google. <laughs> I could. Yeah, where's the fun in that, though? I'd rather spend two hours <laughs> in this true. film again. <laughs> Your wife's like, why are you watching this again? You're like, I'm trying to figure out how long it is. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out the timeline, okay? <laughs> I think it's going to become a running joke that like, I just can't figure out timelines. Because, yeah. you know, the Spider-Man No Way Home, when it took us like 20 minutes to figure out what year it was, um, I just can't <laughs> do timelines. I don't know. My mind just doesn't appreciate time the same way, <laughs> I guess. I don't know. 
I do want to talk to you about the last shot though, because yeah. it is again, it's it's a great way to end. It's a beautiful way to end a beautiful film. Yeah, um, she's like directing, and there's the character I think is talking about death, mm-hmm. and it very slowly like zooms in on Julie while she's directing from behind the camera, and then she turns and looks into the camera at us. Um, yeah, and like it holds for you know thirty seconds for a good while. Um, and then it cuts and the like doors of this hangar open and she kind of like walks out. Um, again, so, so well done, like a good end to the film. You know, you still, without saying any words, you feel like she's kind of been freed a little bit. Yeah. You know, she, the looking at the camera is to me, it's Joanna Hogg looking at us being like, this is laid bare. This is me like being vulnerable for the audience yeah definitely like it's you know i know that like the the characters looking in the camera at the end of the film is like this isn't the first time it's been done like that that's been uh something that characters do and i i don't know what the history on that is like i know it has some yeah, breaking six, the fourth wall kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, it has some kind of some significance. I mean, didn't Leonardo DiCaprio do it at the end of Revenant? Pretty sure. Oh, did he? I haven't. Yeah. Seen, I've only he seen like, the Revenant once. I can't he remember. Like, he looks right in the camera at the okay. very end. It's like the last shot. Um, and but I mean, obviously that's um, that's not that old. But like, there's it's been like filmmakers have been doing that since yeah, probably the silent era. Um. So it does have a history. I don't know what like the significance of it is necessarily. I mean, it's. I'm sure it has, like, when a director makes that choice, they, kind of decide why they're yeah. doing it. And but, you know, it's also left to audience interpretation. Um, but I think you know you hit the, the nail on the head. It's it's letting it's that character being vulnerable. And yeah. opening opening up to, I mean, we just heard her story. You know what yeah. I mean? Like this whole movie, she's been trying to figure out who she is, and I think at that moment she's found herself. Um, Agreed. Yeah. Which is, it, like you said, it's a beautiful way to end it, and and makes me wonder how you could follow it up. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because it's yeah. like, what is the next? Like, is then, like, I would be worried. Like, we can go into the speculation a little bit here. I would be worried that part two was would be just rehashing everything again. Yeah. You know, and being like stuck in the past. Yeah. You know. Um but you know, maybe there's a really beautiful way to do that. You know? Hopefully. I mean, the things the things I've heard about it <clears throat> are basically a a critic I really admire said that you can watch part one on like on its own. You don't necessarily need to watch part two to like to get it but with part two you need to have seen part one yeah i mean that, i would assume that yeah that makes sense yeah so like you can't just go into part two but you could just watch part one end it and be like cool yeah i mean you why? Know, so. yeah and why would you like why would you do that anyway yeah <laughs> it's I like mean, who who would watch the godfather part two without watching one yeah well i think the point was that like part two is a continuation of the story as opposed to another point in her life Okay. Yeah. So it's not, you know, it's still which I would honestly I would want to see 
Like both would be interesting. Yeah. But yeah. I'm excited to see it. Yeah. Me too. I think this is just, you know, so good and if it if it's anything like this, I'm gonna be in. So Yeah. Yeah, I am gonna miss Tom Burke a lot though. I, I, I really, you know, I really enjoyed his performance. I didn't enjoy the character like you said, but his performance yeah. was was top, you know. Yeah, it was amazing. Did you have you seen him in other stuff? Um, I've seen him in like a few British things. Yeah. Um, but nothing. I saw that he was in Mank, but I don't know if if that's. I haven't watched it. I don't yeah. know if he's he's that big of a character in it or not. Yeah, I can't necessarily remember him in Mank. What about? Well, Honor's he was awesome in Wells, so I mean. I do remember it now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. He paid a very good awesome Wells. Yeah. So okay, good that cool. I'd forgotten. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, well, now I've got, I definitely have to watch it. I've been wanting to watch it anyway, but I'm going to have to watch that. Yeah, um, for sure. What about Honor Swinton Byrne? Have you seen her in anything else or has she done anything else? Um, I don't think so. I think this is pretty much it in like part two. Yeah. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what she does yeah. next and where her career goes. But I feel like she's got such, I mean, Tilda Swinton's the same way. She's got such a recognizable face, you know, that I kind of, I kind of like the fact that she's only in these films because yeah. Julie feels more real. Yeah. You know, and not saying that I don't want her to act again because I'd love to see her do a lot more. Um, but I do like the fact that she's kind of, she started acting with Julie and then maybe, you know, that might be it. I don't know. So, yeah. It's great. Yeah, man. Loved it. Yeah. Do you have anything else that you want to say? Anything else that stuck out to you? Um, I think we kind of covered everything, man. Awesome. Yeah. Me too. I mean, I, I really liked, again, going back to seeing it, there's so much there that's kind of, that's, you know, it's like a big arrow pointing towards the ending for you. You know, the 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 titular painting that this is named after the souvenir. I mean, it's it's a woman like carving her lover's initials into a tree after he's died. Yeah. And it's like I don't know why I didn't see that the first time around. I don't know why I didn't see this coming. Yeah, because I I think it's because the movie feels so real and it doesn't yeah. feel like there's a plot. Yeah. But there, but there is like there that's is. the crazy yeah. thing is like it is it's all everything was there, yeah. But it's just done by a master. Yeah. By the end of you the know? film, you know, you realize that everything had a point. Yeah. You know, might not have seen it in the moment, and that's what's great about a second watch is you pay more attention to it. Like those things that are just throwaway and more poignant. You know, yeah, those scenes that were like, oh, that was a good scene. You're like, oh, that scene was there because of this. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah, 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 man, it's amazing. Yeah. Everyone should go yeah. and see this film. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, will change your life. <laughs> Hopefully, I mean that's what we try to do at Film Church. Here, it's we try to give you a religious experience that will change your life each Sunday. That's right. Give you a film that will. Have you speaking in tongues? It's so good. <laughs> Maybe not, but <laughs> that's I mean, the aim. <laughs> if it does, let us know. Yeah, send us a recording of that. 
Yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we'll put it in the show. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, we'll start <laughs> with it. <laughs> um, I don't know if I need to ask you this question, Brandon, because I have a feeling I know what it's going to be. Um, but before we wrap up the show, do you want to tell us what we're going to be watching for next week? We're going to watch Terminator 2, Judgment wow. Day. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. How about how about the souvenir part two? I am well up for that. That sounds incredible. <laughs> yeah, I haven't heard about it. Can you tell me a little bit about it? Like, why I you don't know it? anything about it. It's got um, <laughs> Tilda Swinton's daughter in it. Ah, oh. her she's cool. pretty good. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. It's set in the eighties. Nice, love it. Love an eighties <laughs> film. Cool. <laughs> well, that'll be next week. The Souvenir Part 2. Yeah, I cannot Joanna wait. Hogg. Yeah. I cannot wait. I'm already like, after we finish recording, I'm going to go buy it. Yeah. So. Sweet. Yeah. Well, I think that brings us to the end of the show. Uh, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Film Church Radio, and you can follow us individually on Letterboxd. Brandon is at Salmonscope, and I'm Walker Lewis 3007. Um, you can keep up with what we've been watching there. We rate and review pretty much everything that we that we watch and it's all there in diary form um if you don't want to just see what we've been watching but want to hear what we've been watching all of our back episodes are streaming on all good podcast platforms um this is episode 14 so they're racking up a little bit you've got a you got a few hours worth of entertainment there to keep you going um if you like what you hear give us a rating and review let us know if you like the film let us know if you like this pod what you want us to watch, who your favorite actor is, all that good stuff in the ratings section. Do it. Just do it. Yeah. Um, do it now. Do it now. But, Brandon, you don't seem that druggy to me, bro. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Man. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. And we'll see you next week for part two. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.